Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Roberts. How's it going? Hey, it's going good, how's it going with you? Good, good. It's been uh, quite the week so far. Uh, well, th- w- within the last seven days, I know it's only Tuesday in terms of the week, but uh, it's been quite a week itself. Uh, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been bouncing around a few things. I keep trying to go back to Outriders. Um, the part of me that can see the potential in this game really wants to really like it. Uh, the problem is, is that it's just not there yet. I mean, it's not broken in the same way that, uh, cyberpunk was broken, but it was, it's the camera's still wonky as hell. Um, it's definitely designed the missions for more than one person. And I'm a solo gamer. So that makes them a lot harder to get to. Uh, been playing more Valheim, but then again, I you know when am I not playing that? Let's be honest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, PGA Tour uh, 2021 was on sale because the Masters just wrapped up, so it was only 20 bucks. So I grabbed that, played a few rounds of that. It's good. It's very good tech. I can definitely see the potential in it. I don't see myself playing a whole lot of it because it's you know it's a golf game. But I know I have a couple friends that are streamers that play it, so maybe this let me jump on their streams and play that. Other than that, not a whole lot. So. Okay, I saw um, a bit of Outriders some time ago, actually. Uh, well, not like not like six months. I'm not talking about like six months ago. I'm talking about a few weeks ago. Of this part in, I'm sure it was Outriders. Um, this part where you're like jumping across this little gap kind of thing, and it triggers like a whole cutscene for it. Um, I don't know if you saw that clip or if you've like gotten to that part but it was very just weird and over dramatic because <laughs> like with, with with most games you would just simply press x or a or whatever and uh just jump over but i saw that it, it like triggered a whole jumping cutscene. so have you seen that at all i'm not sure what you're talking about but i, I might not have gotten there yet I'm, I'm not that far into the game okay i'm not sure how far in it is but uh yeah, I I saw that as part of it. I heard the game was having some like matchmaking issues and things. Um, I've, have you come across any of those kind of problems? No, but like I said, I don't do matchmaking, so it's not okay. anything that right. I would have an issue with. Yeah, so that's that's one of the issues I saw. Uh, I did see that a lot of people were kind of playing it and stuff, whether or not that... Because, of course, you know, with a multiplayer game like that, you've got to find a way to keep players playing your games not like a single player game where you can just play it for 10 hours finish it and then put it away uh so we'll see how they get on uh but you know the multiplayer space is very very crowded so i'll just have to see how they get on uh, and as we've seen in the last couple of months anthem avengers and some other games uh sometimes you don't get to stick around so there's that uh terms of me i've been playing more Oddworld soulstorm it just keeps getting better and better uh, I've gotten into a really good sort of rhythm with the game, if if that makes sense. It's gotten to um, some of the more, some of like the bigger stages. Like when Lauren Lanning was talking about uh, who's the is uh, who's the uh, director of the game and stuff, or the the one in charge basically, and uh, he talked about like the scale and things. I wasn't quite seeing that early on, but I was in some of like the smaller levels. Uh, but you get to some like the outside stuff. I tweeted a photo out actually. I took like a you know, you know like a screenshot thing on on the PlayStation. Um, 
took took like a photo and uh, it, it was this like kind of big area and stuff so i can kind of see a little bit where this whole like big scale thing is is uh being talked about but i've like sort of just gotten to that part of the game um but yeah just i got you know like i said i think it was yeah it was last week because that was when it when it came out i remember saying last week about how um what was it how uh like some of the newer controls and mechanics were a little bit strange to kind of get used to like abe does a double jump now and the climbing is a little bit different uh i've i've gotten sort of used to that which i kind of said was you know was was one of the things that was bothering excuse me some of the other people that were playing the game and i just kind of said like look we're all just gonna have to kind of get used to the fact that this game is you know a bit different um so i i I myself have gotten used to it and it's really started to click quite well for me i don't know how quite how other people have uh are getting on yet i did see that ign posted their review of the game today which is later than what you'd expect someone like ign to do a review for the game but maybe they didn't have a code or or something like that i'm not uh not completely sure so um but uh no it's it's great so far i've been saving some uh mudokens and uh did a stream actually on what day did I do the stream? Last week sometime. I can't remember exactly what day. And uh, kind of out of nowhere, nine people showed up for the stream, which was which was quite cool. Got some uh, interactions going with some of the audience, which is always really uh, fun to do. Uh, somebody that I play COD with, um, she joined the stream and she was kind of asking some questions and things. Um, so that was that was pretty fun to do. Um, but yeah, it's it's just continued getting better and better. Um, but I th- I think if you go from literally any of the other abe games and i'm not talking about like the spin-offs i'm just talking about the mainline games if you go from sort of any of them to this you will probably find it a bit of an adjustment um but once you kind of get used to that i think it will uh will will do pretty well um have you seen anything about the game at all no not really no okay uh but um yeah they're uh in terms of um the development team as well odd world inhabitants uh, they've been putting out a lot of patches for the game, which is good. They've been taking like feedback and stuff. Um, I think there's already been like two patches for the game, uh, and they're like actively working on how to how to improve it and things. Um, I only noticed like one little glitch myself, which I mentioned last week, which was when I put a uh, a mine down and it was floating in the air. But other than that, nothing has really <coughs> not, nothing particularly bad has has really happened. So. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been very very good. I don't know how long I've got left of the game, but uh, I'll give an update next week, and I will probably most likely review it when I uh, when I finish it. So again, the good old return of those '90s characters, '90s PlayStation characters. Uh, it's it's good to see. So I've uh, been playing some more COD. That was that's been been kind of fun. Um, sometimes that's kind of a good game to just blow off a little bit of steam, and just sort of. Um, just you know kind of shoot people and stuff but in in a video game sense obviously i'm not talking about shooting real people i'm just talking about going into a game and uh and, and doing that kind of stuff but uh yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun i've been trying to use like different weapons and that kind of thing and that's been pretty good i tell you what it will never ever i've told this to a few teammates as well blowing people up with rpgs in that game will never ever get old um it people just get so angry at it. it's it's just so funny not in like an angry toxic way in an angry funny way i mean even if they kind of get toxic or whatever it's still kind of funny because you're still beating them if if that makes sense so um yeah it's uh that's that's been pretty fun to do um but there's because i i think i've said before there's three weapons 
in the game that people don't like to come up against. Shotguns, because obviously, you know, someone sitting in the corner probably shotgun, you go past them, bang, whatever. Riot shields, because you can't shoot them from the front. And uh, RPGs, because you explode people with them. Um, but uh, sometimes it's fun to use those types of weapons and uh, to really annoy people. So that's uh, that's been quite good. I did uh, buy FIFA 21 yesterday. I found it on a website called CD Keys, which I do recommend you can use. It's very safe to use. Uh, I've used it, I think, about three times now, actually. Um, it was £15 on there on Xbox, which was a lot cheaper than what I thought it would be. Um considering the game only came out in October. Um, basically, I just feel like it's time to move on to a fresh FIFA, if, if that kind of makes sense, um, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I, me and Dad are still playing through FIFA 20. We're in kind of like the middle of our season. Uh, we're actually like bang in the middle of the season, actually. Um, so we're going to finish that, and then we're going to possibly move on to, uh, to FIFA 21. We have already finished career mode, but you can kind of do career mode over and over again and do different things. So... It's uh, it's got a lot of replayability in that way. Um, feels a little bit similar to FIFA 20, but maybe that's because I'm playing both of them kind of at the same time. I'm probably gonna wait until we finish our FIFA 20 season and then fully go on to FIFA 21 because I don't really I don't really want to be playing like FIFA 21 in my spare time and then FIFA 20 with Dad and then kind of like meshing them together. I I don't think that's gonna work very well for me. Uh, so so yeah, that's been quite good to do. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much most of the things I've been playing. Um, what was the other thing? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So, uh, but that's what we've been playing, and uh, we'll update with next week with with whatever we are playing next week as well. Uh, but let's get into some housekeeping. We'll see for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well 
Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently, recently on Entertainment Talk, so speaking of some of those streams, I just mentioned the uh, the A1. Uh, I've decided I'm going to start putting, because I don't do them massively often, so it's not like there's going to be too many of them. I decided that, of course, I also put them on YouTube, the archive versions, but what I'm going to try and do, I did a few of them today. Um, I'm going to just try and put some of those YouTube videos actually on the website. It just kind of makes sense, I, I guess. Uh, so the uh, newest post that we got on Entertainment Talk, I decided to go back to my Last of Us 2 streams that I'd done and start um, collecting them and putting them on, on the website. I've only got one part on there at the moment. I'll try and put the other one on there uh some point soon. Uh, so you can watch. That's like 45 minutes anyway for the first one. Uh, if you don't know what I'm doing with that, which I need to return to doing, uh, I'm playing on Survivor difficulty and I'm using unlimited ammo, uh, which includes unlimited explosive arrows, which turns The Last of Us 2 into the boys, basically, the, the Amazon Prime show. So that's been fun to do, but you can go and check that out on the website as well. It's it's also available on there, um, and there'll be more of those coming soon. Uh, did another podcast today, Analyzing Television, Episode 9. Uh, Netflix has done two very big, very expensive deals. One of them is particularly expensive. Uh, Knives Out 2 and 3, which are going to be directed by Ryan Johnson and starring Daniel Craig, as was the first one. Uh, they're kind of like a murder mystery uh, fun kind of, kind of films that came out uh, some, some time ago in that. Uh, but there's a second and a third one in development, and Netflix has paid $450 million dollars for the rights and then 100 million each to ryan johnson and daniel craig so they're spending a lot of money and i talked about what that means for you know streaming competition that kind of stuff they've also made a deal with sony so that um their sony's 2022 film so for next year they'll be arriving on netflix so i kind of talked about you know netflix is uh trying to play some cards in in the streaming wars and uh that kind of stuff really interests me <coughs> um so The Walking Dead's finished, that finished last week, season 10, episode 22. Fear The Walking Dead's back this week, they kind of went from one show to the next one. Uh, Fear The Walking Dead, this is the mid-season finale for season 6, uh, season 6, episode 8, so I talked about that yesterday. Uh, United Cast, um, which was on Sunday, 3-1 win over Tottenham, some very, very good goals actually, really, really happy with the, with the results over there with that so you can check that out if you want to. Uh, I did a big, big podcast on Sunday, me, you, Bex, Robert and uh, sorry me you yeah David was the other person Bex and and, and Gray all, all five of us uh, we got onto a podcast we had like one topic each and uh, that was a ton of fun to do actually I really really enjoyed doing that uh, we added some bits and pieces to it as well um, you know when uh, uh, David was trolling Bex at the end David managed to find an audio bit of that so I put that on the end of the podcast so if you want to find what that is please listen to the to the end of the podcast as well um, did you enjoy doing that that was a lot of fun wasn't it yeah, that was a ton of fun. Hopefully, we can do it more often. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of difficult to schedule five people available at the same time, but uh, we'll we'll try and do it some point soon. Uh, we have done it before, by the way. If you want to check out the previous um version of that, it's called Big Discussion Podcast. You should be able to find that on there as well. Uh, we also talked about everybody's first appearance, which podcast that was, and how many podcasts each person has done, <laughs> which was a lot of fun to to kind of go through uh so there's that uh talked about walking dead and um yeah last week on gaming talk we talked about mario being dead the uh the digital game got removed from the switch store and e3 returning and a bunch of other stuff as well and i've done some film reviews just to quickly mention those uh train to bazan uh peninsula dunkirk and uh bumblebee so those were cool to do as well but that's what we've been doing 
uh, recently on entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, so a pretty big story this week indeed, definitely, and uh, yeah, something which I very much have investment in. Uh, so The Last of Us, which is a game series I very much enjoy, the first and the second one. Uh, of course, there's a TV show in development, which I think plays a key part in this particular news story. So, just a bit of a timeline breakdown. The Last of Us, the first one, came out at the end of the PS3 generation cycle, which was around about... November 2013 so keep that in mind the year after that in 2014 the last of us was remastered so it would be playable on ps4 because ps3 games are a bitch to get playable basically on uh, on certain platforms unless you stream them on ps now because um, in terms of backwards compatibility ps3 is probably the biggest hurdle in terms of any of that uh, so yeah 2013 last of us the original version for ps3 2014 last of us remaster for PS4. So keep that in mind. So uh, it's now 2021. <clears throat> as you're all probably aware. So it hasn't been that long. Since 2013 or 2014. Sony's decided. That Naughty Dog's next project. Is going to be a Last of Us 1. Remaster. or rem- They're calling it Remake. Uh, this doesn't need to happen. Because as I just said. It was already remastered. And it wasn't that long ago. This isn't a Mass Effect situation where, you know, if you go and play Mass Effect 1 on the 360, not going to look great. If you go and play, you know, the Tomb Raider games or something on the PS1, they're not going to be amazing. Uh, Whatever examples can we give? uh, Other IP that's a bit more stranded, things like Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Dead Space, I I could go on. Um, Are all games that are older than uh, The Last of Us? Um... There was also a report attached to this. This was, this was basically like a big Sony news piece. A big piece of news that was attached to this. Of course Days Gone. Which was the other Sony zombie franchise. If you want to call it that. Uh, Days Gone came out. I think it was 2016 or 17. Could have that wrong. Uh, Sony Bend. Who's the developer of Days Gone. Pitched a Days Gone 2. Which makes sense. The first one did well. So naturally you'd want to do a sequel. And there's story opportunities as well. Sony rejected this pitch and uh, Sony is seemingly getting Naughty Dog and Sony Bend. I don't completely know if Sony Bend is. I think there may be a support studio for this to make a rem- to, to, to do a remake of a game that is not very old. Uh, there was uh, some news pieces that came out after that, some of which kind of came out a bit today. That Naughty Dog had the interest to do a new Jack and Daxter game. Because they said that they liked the fact that, uh, you know, because Ratchet and Clank is, is making a comeback with Rift Apart in June. Also got a 2016 remaster of the PS2 game. So that kind of makes sense that Naughty Dog would maybe want to take another stab at uh, Jack and Dexter. Now, I love The Last of Us. I really, really do. I'm sure I've said that many, many, many times over the last eight, nine months or so. However, however long the game has been out. 
I don't need a Last of Us remaster, or, or re I don't care what you title it as, remake or remaster, you don't need to do either. Um, what do you think of this situation, Roberts, and uh, some odd decision making here? Well, you say that as if it's unique odd decision making. Sony has been making odd decisions for decades That's upon decades. <clears throat> I mean... You look at the even concept for the cell structure processor of the PS3, that's why you can't do backwards compatibility with it. Uh, you go back further into some of their early tech, it never really materialized. You look at the fact that PS uh, Now is basically landlocked on PlayStation 4s and they can't even do it on PlayStation 5s. The fact that save files can't even transfer from a PS4 to a PS5 through the cloud I'll, I'll, you got to wonder what's going on in the back end that makes that so hard to do. And as for these two specific games, I, it's been you know obvious from day one that Sony never really cared about the Days Gone franchise. You don't release uh, preview uh, review codes to people for a game that doesn't even have its 1.0 patch done yet. Yeah, they did that, as, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the Last of Us remake, that's just, you know you know, trying to get blood from stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just... I mean, there's been some suggestion, and I kind of agree with the suggestion, that because there's a Last of Us TV show coming out, which I assume will be next year, probably won't be this year, they haven't casted everybody yet, that we know of. Uh, they've done Joel and Ellie, Pedro Pascal, and uh, Bella Ramsey, uh, and then, of course, you've got Neil Druckmann, Craig Mazin, and uh, some other people attached. But there's been some suggestion that if this, if they can line it up to where Last of Us gets remade, um, and the HBO TV show comes out at the same time, that it could be this sort of like, oh, you know, you played, you you watched the show. Here's a brand new version of the game from tw 2013 to play on PS5. Because um, I don't know. Because I know that you can play Last of Us 2 on PS5. Because I've seen people do it in like certain videos and menus and things. Uh, I've also seen in the Last of Us groups that I'm in. That people that have got a PS5 have, have played it on uh, PS5. I don't know if you can play the remastered. the obviously, obviously not the PS3 version. The remastered PS4 version on PS5. I don't know if you can completely do that. But then again, you know, again, like you said, it's kind of a, been a been a bit of a minefield in terms of what you can and can't do on PlayStation. Uh, and as you always kind of rightly refer back to, you know, this was a platform that could barely handle name changes or couldn't handle name changes for what ten years or so. Uh, but it, it does feel to me that um, you know, getting Naughty Dog to do this is probably in line marketing-wise with uh, the HBO TV show, and they will probably get released around about the same time. Do you think that's a likely scenario? Uh, it depends. Um, it really kind of depends on the studio that has that project, because we're seeing a lot more game delays, and you know, early in 2020, those were natural because nobody really knew what the hell was going on. Now we're at a point now where... If you haven't figured out how to, you know, work from home, work under limited conditions, things like that, then you're never going to be able to figure it out. Um, so it really just kind of depends on who gets it, what they plan on doing with it, how much of the code they can, 
you know, modernized for modern consoles or if they have to start basically from scratch. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we have an email here related to this from Harrison. It says, uh, so now that Sony has had this weird dev shakeup, what would you have wanted to see next from Bend and from Naughty Dog? Uh, simply put, from Sony Bend, I would have liked to have seen a Days Gone 2. I had the interest for that. This doesn't mean, by the way, that Days Gone 2 will never, ever happen. It just means it's not happening right now. But the, it, it does mean that the likeliness, or likelihood, likeliness, um, is lower of a Days Gone 2 happening. It's, just, it's not happening right now, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say Days Gone, the, the franchise, is like completely dead. They've just had a like. Could they repitch Days Gone two and then go back to Sony and say, "Hey, you didn't like what we, what we pitched. Here's another idea." I mean, we don't know how these internal conversations go on. We're not that uh, you know tied in. Uh, you know, Jason Schreier might know how what's going on with that, but we we don't. But I I just kind of wondering, could they like do a new pitch for Days Gone two and then go back to Sony and suggest something else? We we don't know how exactly all of that works. Um, but yeah, from Sony Bend, I would have liked to have seen the Days Gone 2. Um, the game had some really good ideas. I, it, it was it was rough around the edges, but it certainly had some good ideas. And uh, I just I think it was interesting and different from from The Last of Us. Like Days Gone 2 focused more on sort of well, it focused on fuel management for a start because of your bike and everything in order to take care of it. Uh, they're both different types of zombie games because one's more of a linear third person game and the others of open world first uh third person game so yeah they're still both over the shoulder zombie games plus they got different zombies as well um but one of them's a open world game one of them's a linear story driven kind of game um but there there was other things in there as well like resource management and stuff was was different to last of us 2 or the both last of us games uh so that's what i would like to see naughty dog i would really like them to there's a few gaps in The Last of Us 2's, um, not gaps in terms of, like, you didn't tell this part of the story, but opportunities to tell other pieces of the story. The story's there, there's just other opportunities in other parts of the story that you can still tell. Um, and I'd also like to see, uh, I think there's room for maybe a, a prequel game of sorts with, with Last of Us, because there's that whole, t- I think it's 20 years, there's, there's like a 20 year gap. Uh, where Tommy and Joel did some did some stuff, which is always being referenced in the first and the second game. So I would have would have liked to have seen uh, some of that. Whether any of that will happen, we don't know. Um, I mean, I know that with the first <coughs> with the first game, we had the Left Behind DLC, which kind of explained or which fully explained uh, Ellie's backstory, which was vital to to, to the story. Uh, like how she, you know, went when she got first infected and things, which isn't a spoiler by the way. She's immune; it's part of the plot. Um, so I'd like to see those. I think there's other sequel opportunities with Last of Us 2. Um, not not necessarily a Last of Us 3, but other things that you could do. I did do, by the way, a whole podcast. It was called, um, uh, Last of Us, Last of Us's, uh, Future. So if you search for that, you should be able to find that. I, I labeled, I think it was five different options of, uh, things they could possibly do with the game. So any, any of those Naughty Dog could do. Uh, they could Naughty Dog could also do a new IP. They could return to Jack and Daxter. That would be good. Uncharted. There, there's so many other options instead of just hey remake the game that you made eight years ago. It just feels it, it just feels like okay we want something we want a fresher version of our successful game from eight years ago to tie into <coughs> tie into the new TV show um, or the adaptation of the TV show. 
Um, I did see this video on uh, IGN, Brian Altano was in there, and he kind of made this interesting suggestion, which was kind of has been done to the Spider-Man game, which is if they put, um, now it was just kind of a hypothetical thing from him, but it's possible if they decided to do it, I suppose, which is if they, um, like, put a a more likeness of a Pedro Pascal-like, uh, character model and uh, like a Bella Ramsey character model so that it would tie into uh, like the TV show and stuff I don't think that that would be very good but then again they they kind of did like a more Tom Holland-ish looking Spider-Man for the uh, the remaster of the game so it's not completely off the table because they've kind of already done that um what do you think of the possibility of that I mean anything's possible <clears throat> the fact that they completely reskinned spider-man to make it look more like tom holland and then Mm. the the original skin actor basically got shafted out of that and then that whole kerfuffle from that just shows that anything's possible i mean you really don't know anything at all anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so not like a not like bella ramsey's face directly on ellie's body and same with pedro just two people that look a bit more similar because it's not tom holland's face on there but the guy looks more like tom holland doesn't he so yeah uh yeah you got that um but yeah what would you have wanted to see i guess from sony bend and a naughty dog anything uh to be honest i don't really feel like i need to answer that question well not need to answer that i should answer it because uh i never really got that deep into the last of us franchise i finished one it was all right definitely a solid game i don't have the love of it that you do i tried playing a day's gone i own it the controls were just sluggish, you know, aiming down sight and then moving that aim down sight felt like I was going through molasses uphill in a snowstorm. It was just way too draggy. The weapons broke constantly. Uh, you should be able to take a crowbar and hit something more than five times without it breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I understand weapon degradation in games, but then there's weapon degradation, and then there's literally no reason to have the weapon because it'll break in five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild, we're looking at you. This is uh, you haven't played Breath of the Wild, have you? No, but I, I know the rants from it, and I yeah. and that's one of the main things that's keeping me from buying the game now that I own a Switch is mm-hmm. just because I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, my advice: just pick up every weapon that you can find. <laughs> so, because uh, outside of that, Breath of the Wild's a great game. It it really really is, but. Uh, yeah, the weapon degradation's a bit ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, Sony's making weird, bad choices with uh, with these developers, and uh, I hope it doesn't backfire too badly. Uh, in terms of my interest, am I going to play this Last of Us remake? I don't really need to, because I I played the game already. I mean, the only reason I'm playing Last of Us Two at the moment is because I'm doing different things in the game, like trying to do it on Survivor and trying to get trophies and stuff. Um, but no, I don't really need to go through the the same because I'm not because I I know I did the the two playthroughs of Last of Us Two, but one of them was on New Game Plus, and then the the one I'm doing now is like the unlimited ammo thing. So I'm not I don't really have plans to do that with the first Last of Us game. So. No, I don't really need to 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 play uh, this this remake. Interesting. Just another kind of point on this as well. Uh, they've labelled this as remake, which means that you tend to make changes if you do a remake, because remasters usually just sort of like you know updated controls and graphics that kind of thing. I wonder what the plan is in terms of the the remake part of 
of this. Um, I mean, I hope they don't change anything too dramatically with the story. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll just like tweak a few things here and there. But I I think that's a very strange thing to try to do. To like, if you remake something like a platformer, like a Spyro or a Crash, you can make some changes that won't like ruin the game. I suppose because you could do some more mechanical sort of things. Um, but I don't know how that will work with Last of Us. Maybe they'll take certain ideas from Last of Us 2 and try to put them into this remake for the the first one. But I don't know. So, we'll see. Anyway, uh, let's see how that works out. And, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other piece of news I got is just a little thing. Um, I've got a picture here saved, actually. Basically, there's an update to, um, save storage on PS5. So, I'll just read out what I've got here. This is from the PlayStation blog itself. Uh, PS5 storage expansion and management. <coughs> uh, store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives. With this feature, you can now transfer your PS5 games uh, to USB extended storage from a console's internal storage. It's a great way to extend the storage capabilities of your PS5 console, and you can seamlessly copy your PS5 games back to the console with internal storage when you're ready to play. Uh, it is faster to reinstall PS5 games from USB extended storage then to re-download or copy them from a disk. So, long story short, you can now put USB storage in your uh, PS5. Uh, neither of us has a PS5, so it won't be affecting us. I just thought I would uh, add that little update in here for that. Um, what do you use for your consoles? Any sort of extra storage? I do have an external uh, one terabyte USB drive that I use for... Um, when, for games that I play every now and then, but I don't really play that consistently. I'm, I have very few OCD ticks, but one of the ones that I do have is that, in terms of anything like software, emails, any of that, if I don't need it, if I'm done with it, gone. Yeah. I do not. Yeah. That that drives me nuts with uh, people that have like, you know, three thousand unread messages or two hundred unread text messages. I'm just like, what are you trying to do? Flex on how important you are? No. Answer your damn phone. Yeah. Answer your damn yeah. text. Yeah. So even when it's just like like one text or something. One thing that annoys me as well is, um, what is it? You know, we've missed, I don't know, what what phone do you have? I have an iPhone. Okay. Yeah. One thing that I don't, I can't remember how it works on Android because I haven't used an Android phone for two years. I can't quite remember. Uh, when you get a missed call on your iPhone and in order to clear that marker, you have to like go into a calls, miss calls, and then make sure it's like marked. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I've got um. But yeah, I agree with you. Like you know, with clearing up tech in in the way that you're you're talking about, I uh, I quite agree with that. Like, there, there's some people that post um like in different Facebook groups. They post uh like their wallpapers and stuff, and they've got like a thousand emails. It's like okay, just just look at you, just check your emails. So, because uh, who knows, there might be something important that you actually miss. So, uh, but yeah, the only thing I've got is my uh, ex- uh, external um, uh, hard drive thing that's plugged into my my PS4, which I barely even notice. So, which is which is pretty good. But it it just sort of it's tucked away next to my uh, Switch dock, which is next to the PS4. So, um, that's been quite good to use. I, I did notice the other day my PS4 did, for some reason, switch around, because uh, I set it so that when I download new things, it goes onto the 
uh, external hard drive, and for some reason it switched back to the console. I'm not quite sure why that happened, but I fixed it out. And I fixed it anyway, so it's all good now. But uh, yeah, if you've got a PS5, you can now put external storage in. Um, this kind of brings me to a little bit of to to I guess a different topic, and has been this has been talked about a little bit uh, around in the industry. Um, we don't really need the Series X and PS5 at the moment. Those those consoles did just come out too early. I mean, as I think you and some other people have said, the only two games uh, not on PS4 that are on PS5 is what Astro's the Astro's Playroom thing. And the Demon Souls remaster, I think that's yeah. It. I I think there's a third one. Um, uh, Is it? Isn't well, no, it's not the Ratchet and Clank because that's PS4. Um, I know there's a third one. It's just I can't think of it off the top of my head. Okay, right, but uh, re- yeah, Returnal's because we've got the next two that are PS5 only, which is Returnal, I think at the end of this month, and then Ratchet. So I'd be curious to see how some PS5 like PS5 only games that are going to be coming out like Returnal, how they're actually going to do sales wise because not many people can still get their hands on. Like some people have, like it's gotten better, but it's still a struggle from from what I read from people. I haven't really attempted myself because I just don't really need one right now. Um, but I would kind of like to have one in time for Ratchet and Clank because to, to to me, just to me personally, that's a, that's a system seller. Because uh, Returnal is like new IP, we don't know, like you know, it's kind kind of new and stuff. Uh, it looks looks cool in that, but it's not making me go. Okay, I need to get a PS5. The return of Ratchet and Clank is making me think like, yeah, okay, I, I really would like a PS5. So, um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting with the sales of those games because you know, if you haven't got a PS5, I assume you won't really need to buy the games that you can't play on your PS4. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, do you think it was maybe just too early for the for the consoles they're just like there's not many games on it at the moment these consoles clearly weren't really sort of ready like with the delay of this kind of external storage thing uh what what do you think well that that's a problem and it is a problem but it's a problem that's kind of limited just to the ps5 because as we've talked yeah in you know ad nauseum on the podcast you know anything you can play on the uh xbox one you can play on the series s it just plays better faster better frame rate better graphics resolution yeah but every game that's compatible with the series you know x is gonna it that is also compatible with you know the the one the the xbox one and vice versa so there is a reason to get it in the sense of you let's say your machine is getting older it's getting you know a little bit more worn wear or you just want it you know the better graphics that's mm-hmm. a reason to get the Series X or the Series S. It will work in that functionality. With the PS5, there's a whole slew of things that you can and can't do that's very game-dependent. Um, so there's not as much of an incentive, even though they are selling out like crazy. Um, they're constantly gone. They're never in stock. People are always buying them. But they're kind of buying them... I don't know if this slang translates in the UK, but there's a slang here in the US called on the come where you're doing it in anticipation of something else happening. Okay. Right. Um, I use that term a lot in poker because like if you have a flush draw, you're betting that you will hit your flush, even though you haven't gotten there yet. So you're on the come for that flush draw. on the cusp. No, it's actually called on the come. Oh, okay. I know that I know that it has other connotations as well. <laughs> and I do understand the term on the cusp. 
And I'm sure that's a derivative of that. Because I've heard, like, on the cusp of greatness and that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing, but, you know, it's, you know, it's, I'm sure it was started as a troll, but that's kind of how it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, words are weird when you think about them like that. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, certainly. I mean, hell, the word dude started out as a cowboy insult. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you were a dud with an attitude, so. <laughs> cool. Uh, but that's what I've got to talk about this week. What do you have to talk about? Uh, tons of stuff. Uh, there's been articles here and forth back in, you know, last few weeks about Microsoft doing more and more of a push to get into the Japan market, um, which is advantageous for them because it seems like Sony more and more is making a push towards the U.S. market. So they're picking up some of the slack that wouldn't be there. Um, and the rumor mill went wild with the fact that the possibility of Kojima Productions is going to have something announced relatively soon on the Xbox platform. Uh, there's no been uh, there's been no official confirmation of this, of course, because you know until the contracts are signed and the ink's dry, nobody's going to say anything. Mm-hmm. But if you watch any of the streams where Phil Spencer is on and he's got his camera on, he's always putting out little hints and little Easter eggs for people to find. A perfect example is in back in July 2020, he was on Major Nelson's podcast and there was an Xbox Series S on his bookshelf and nobody saw it. Um, uh, in the same way, uh, Get Out star Daniel Kalua was wearing a headset in the Xbox Series X launch trailer back in October of 2020 and then they revealed, air quote, that headset back uh, in February 2021. So the stream I'm talking about now, it has uh, Phil Spencer, prominent front and center. You see a whole bunch of stuff on his shelves, pictures, controllers, whatnot. But standing right next to the giant Xbox logo is the robot uh, London's figure from Kojima Production Studios. Uh, So that, of course, sent the rumor mill swirling saying, oh, it's coming. Something's coming to Xbox. They're going to sign a contract. And let's be face it. Let's face it. That's not outside the question. Sony has not treated Kojima well. I'm honestly shocked that he stuck with the Sony for his project uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding did come to PC. So the fact that Kojima could theoretically make something either that will be same day PlayStation and Xbox and PC or something exclusive to the Microsoft platforms that's not uh, inconceivable yeah it's interesting because yeah like he hasn't got like an overall deal or anything with uh with uh with with sony like they don't own kojima productions or anything so yeah he's kind of is free to heck he can go and work with nintendo if he wanted to uh or whoever is kind of um free to do what he wants which i think is very very good uh it's probably quite good for him creatively as well because he's not got somebody telling him what he can and can't do which was one of the at the end one of the bigger problems he had at konami well that was that wasn't the only problem he had with konami but uh it, it was one of many um one of many 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 one of, one of quite a few problems yeah including banning him from attending the game awards out of spite or whatever uh but yeah i mean i'm i'm very interested in, interest, interested to see what he's going to do next uh it's just, it's just a shame he can't necessarily return to uh to like metal gear and stuff or to 
you know get uh, PT back he can't go in and do those sorts of things uh, and he wouldn't go and work with Konami because that wouldn't make any sense um, but yeah if he I mean you know what whatever he makes next is probably going to be weird and wonderful in the best way possible <clears throat> and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is uh, in terms of Death Stranding you know because that's what he most recently worked on I don't really need a Death Stranding too I think that was a good kind of contained experience um there's things you could maybe do with death stranding but none of them of which i'm like oh really sort of desperate for like death stranding 2 or, or even like a dlc that game i feel uh served its purpose in in a good way you know it, it did this kind of like focused uh contained sort of story and it was quite good um but you know he said before about um uh like wanting to make films or, or that kind of thing and again i think that would be kind of interesting um so we'll see but uh yeah i think it would make some sense for him for uh, microsoft to go and try and you know grab him for uh for some kind of deal um i wouldn't necessarily want it to be for an overall deal because i would want him to still have you know the free reign to do exactly what he wants or to like choose where he wants to go to next so if it if it's on like a case-by-case basis to where uh you know he does one thing with one person another thing with another person uh that might be kind of interesting but um yeah it needs to, it needs to kind of be a first date you know get to know each other see how well you're gonna vibe that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so we'll we'll see what he does but uh what would you like to see him do uh something i could understand because nothing <laughs> against the man he's, he's a very unique thinker i Certainly. just don't understand what death stranding was really about it it none of the i didn't want to spoil it spoil it but i tried to see as many previews and reviews that i could that were spoiler free and the game just made no sense and that's okay nothing has to make absolute sense it would just help me to want to play the game and enjoy it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know i understand where you where you're kind of coming from but uh yeah I, I think the interesting thing with kojima's games is there's like a okay you understand that we you know with um you know something like death stranding a guy doing his delivery thing you know he's trying to rebuild civilization civilization that and then yeah there's the weird bits with like you know the baby and all this other black goo stuff and uh, all these other uh, other sort of weird things but i do like with his games um not quite so much with metal gear more so with death stranding but somewhat with metal gear um, how okay you've got an overarching story which is a little bit simpler to, to to get a grasp on still a little bit complicated but a little bit simpler and then you've got kind of the stuff that surrounds that which is the more weird and wonderful kind of stuff and i think he balances that relatively well um in terms of like you know kind of figuring that out i guess but uh yeah no i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next uh, i'm not expecting an announcement necessarily soon I, I i don't know it's difficult with kojima to judge how long it's going to take him to do something because we i i think most of us thought that uh death stranding was going to take a lot longer uh but it turned out to be a little bit simpler maybe um and you know he was he was able to kind of get the game out a, a bit quicker on that but um i don't know when, when would you expect to see something from him some sort of next announcement i'm talking about outside of announcing the deal with Microsoft, I doubt anything anytime soon. Um, we haven't heard any kind of follow-up game from his studio after Death Stranding came out, and that was, what, two years ago almost? I think it was 2019. Yeah, Yeah. I so, so. roughly-ish, 
ballpark two years. Although, let's be honest, 2020 lasted about seven years. Mm. Um, but we haven't heard any kind of like whispers about a specific game. We haven't heard any hints. Kojima, for all his uh, extra sensitivities, he's very good at keeping you on the leash, keeping you on the line of what's coming next. It might be good. What's coming next? How's it going? What do I hear? Mm-hmm. What do you hear? He, he's very good at just trolling that line and to te- and teasing. Keep, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we haven't heard anything of any sort whatsoever. Um, now this whole, you know, his robot studio mascot on Phil Spencer's desk, you know, might just be the first little breadcrumb he leaves out. And if that's the case, that's cool. I'm perfectly fine about not knowing anything about a game until they've got a gold lockdown and it doesn't get delayed 17,000 times from when it's announced to when it's released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll just have to see. Yeah. By the way, just to set expectations a little bit, he's probably not working on something PT or Metal Gear related. Just to just to kind of be clear. Because again, Microsoft does not have their hands in that. That is Konami. So, uh, But again, you know, he, he's good with making new IPs and, and things. You know, uh, Death Stranding was great. That was a new IP. Uh, so yes, it might not be Metal Gear or the Return of PT or Silent Hill or whatever, but uh, it might still be something pretty good. So, so yeah. The only thing I would like to see, which would never ever happen, is if he made a, a game that was a play on words, like aluminum ball bearing liquid, you know, just to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, some big developments with with this, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not expecting. And see, now in the back of my mind, I'm thinking E3 this year, but no, that just yeah, I'm just yeah, I I, I don't know. Then I guess that was good because we talked about it, you know, last week and that, and we, we were speculating a little bit on what we could see. See, that's the thing. Now until when we hit E3. Anytime we come on the show and think like, oh, you know, this thing might get announced, when's it going to be? My mind is just going to be like, oh, E3 this year? But uh, I think that's, yeah, it could be. We, we we don't know. It could be this year. But uh, it could be later. It could be earlier than that. It could be tomorrow. It could be in 10 minutes. We just, we don't know. So, have to be patient and wait and see. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, uh, along with the first of things, the first Oculus game show is coming. No, not game show. Showcase is coming out next Wednesday, April twenty-first. It's going to be six p.m. Eastern time, which is going to put it at eleven p.m. Your time. Uh, you'll be able to watch the show virtually through uh, Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. Uh, I, Twitch and Facebook, I understand because Twitch is obviously one of the biggest platforms. Facebook is. Uh, owns oculus youtube i don't get but whatever uh the game will show uh games from three prominent studios uh cloudhead games ready at dawn and ilm x lab which i'm guessing is industrial light and magic labs will be participating uh, they're gonna be from pistol whip which is uh, cloudhead lone echo 2 which is ready at dawn and star wars tales from the galaxy's edge from ilm uh, this is in recent news that Oculus Quest 2 outsold all previous Oculus headsets within the first half year of its October 2020 release. So obviously Oculus has been jumping up in terms of its popularity. So they feel the time is right to do a gaming showcase. Uh, I know you do VR on uh, PlayStation 4. Does this hold any interest to you at all? I am curious to check out other VR platforms. I've heard um, good things about them here and there and obviously there's certain games i can't play like um 
was called Half Life Alex, uh, which I which I can't play and stuff because that's not on uh, not on PS4, which would make sense to kind of put it on there. But again, with the control controller, sorry, being different, uh, some games won't quite function the same way. Uh, I mean, as I said before, the the move controllers, which are from the PS3, uh, they don't have any directional anything really. They don't have analog sticks. They don't have uh, the D-pad or anything. Because uh, in order to navigate the menu, you've got to hold down the uh, the trigger button or the T button to go left and right, up and down, and and to select. Um, so I, I'd I'd like to yeah try out some some other games on other platforms as well. So. That would be good, but of course most of them are on PC and stuff, and uh, this thing ain't going to do it, because <laughs> so, um, this thing's just mainly for, for podcasts, uh, but it's it's kind of my hope that some of these other games that are on those platforms eventually make their way to uh, to PSVR, but uh, hey, Sony has supported PSVR, PSVR itself relatively well, and uh, is making a, uh, I guess, a follow-up system, which is good. Um, but uh, no, just just not able to play some of those other um, systems at the moment. So, uh, how about yourself? Probably not. I've said repeatedly that I'm not the biggest VR fan. I don't own an Oculus, and I don't have any intention to because mostly because of its the fact that it's owned by Facebook, and the fact that if you decide for whatever reason you want to be done with social media and you delete your Facebook account, you lose those games that you purchased. Um, and I don't huh. play my ps4 enough to really justify the cost of buying a playstation vr headset for it mm-hmm. cool no worries yeah uh just a reminder as well play iron man vr that's it <laughs> yes play so. I, even i who not do do not play that game or any vr game would recommend playing iron man vr from just what i saw on your stream so cool yeah it, it looks it looks like it's a fun game and if i was into that i would be 100 percent playing this I, I just think the main issue with it is it is more than I expected it to be, but I think the reason people haven't played it as much is because they think it's what I thought it was going to be and just kind of have dismissed the game a bit. Because um, I, I remember when the trailers first came out for it and everyone was like, oh, this is going to be some sort of on-the-rail shooter. Nope, no, it's not an on-the-rail shooter at all. Uh, so it's it's not like an Until Dawn, Rush of Blood type of thing. It's It's nothing like that at all. Um, plus you can, like, lift weights as Tony Stark, who doesn't want to, you know, do that. Because <laughs> there's, like, a whole kitchen and gym section, there's a basketball section, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just go and play on Iron Man VR. Hey, hopefully in one day Sony will put it on, uh, PS Plus, and you can all enjoy it for free, and you can all tell me that I'm right. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go, go and play the game. And if you play the game or you haven't, just check out my review anyway, and you can hear me talk about it in, uh, in, in full, so, which is on the website. So go and check that out. Um, what else did you want to talk about? <clears throat> well, Cloud Chamber, which is the 2K game studio that's been tasked with developing the new Bioshock game, has just posted a handful of jobs on its website for developer positions. Uh, the job descriptions, based off of what they're looking for and what they expect, seem to tacitly confirm at least two things in this project. Uh, one, that it's going to be an open-world game, and two, it's going to have side quests. Uh, the description for the senior writer role is the most illuminating of them. The description reads, We're hoping to find someone who can weave impactful, character-driven stories in an open-world setting. That's the open world. Mm-hmm. Later down in the paragraph, it reads, The successful candidate will brainstorm primary and secondary mission content with design. Thus, the side quests. 
Elsewhere, mm. Unreal 4 engine experience is considered strongly desired for one role, while a lot of emphasis is placed on Bioshock having a living world um, that kind of sort of indirectly hints at us online functionality, either with like just, you know persistent worlds or some other online functionality. Uh, the AI programmer role has some interesting sections to it. The candidate will have to, quote, create a vision for a meaningful AI urban crowd scene and to help to push the envelope of what is possible with interactive crowd systems. So that's reading, you know, you're going to be in a city, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, and it's not going to be static. You're going to have interactions with it on some point. Um, I've never really played the Bioshocks. I've heard they're really, really good, but I've, I've never really gotten into them. Do you play those games much at all? Um, I did try the Bioshock Collection, which I think was on PS Plus at one point. I can't remember if I, I can't remember if I rented them or played them on PS Plus, or maybe even both, because I I did try them on two different occasions. It does annoy me a bit that um, you know, when you listen to somebody else talk about something they really love, and then you want mm-hmm. it to click for you, but it doesn't. And because obviously me, me and you both listen to Sacred Symbols and uh, Colin and Chris. I don't know where Dustin stands on that game because he's kind of like recently-ish uh, been like the third co-host in that uh, or the third host on that show. But uh, Colin and Chris, whenever they talk about Bioshock, they just completely gush about it. And, you know, I trust Colin and Chris's opinions about good video games, certainly. Uh, they got far more experience with games than, you know, what I've got on that. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I remember when they last had like a big big talk about it and stuff because i think they were um something something to do with bioshock was announced a few months ago and that prompted colin and chris to talk about it again and uh i remember i went back at that point and i tried the games and they just they were good but they just didn't click for me really um i couldn't yeah i mean it's no different when i try to play last of us or witcher 3 i'm not denying they're very very good games they just for whatever reason they don't uh, scratch my itch Mm mm-hmm yeah, but I, I couldn't... The weird thing was I couldn't work out if it was... Because uh, there's both a good attempt at a narrative and at, uh, you know, combat and stuff and gameplay. I couldn't work out which one of them wasn't clicking for me. I think they kind of both weren't. Um, but it just this game just didn't click. I, I really wanted it to. That's, that's the part that kind of annoys me. I, I could see... I could see why the game was good. It just would not... I just, like, sort of dropped interest in it as I, as I was kind of playing it. Um, but, uh, hey, maybe this will be kind of like a, you know, point to, to jump back in, Dep- depending on what exactly they do with the story and things, whether there's, like, whether there's things you need to see from the other three games, because there's one, two, and an infinite, isn't there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not there's things you need to see from the old games, we don't know, it's way too early to tell about that, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, live service thing, I don't think they should try it for this game. This does seem like a franchise that would very much benefit from just sticking to a narrative so it's in the same vein as like a fallout you know everyone kind of enjoyed three four in new vegas um obviously there's debate as to which one of those is the best but those are the sort of strong uh fallout games then obviously the debacle of fallout 76 happened you know because the whole multiplayer thing just didn't really work for that game so i don't want bioshock to try that same thing because i don't think that would work could be wrong but i don't think that would particularly work seems like a game that very strongly does rely on its or benefits from its narrative uh which if you do like a live service kind of thing it probably won't work as well with with that kind of thing but uh, hey maybe if it's a, if like a, if it's a newish sort of game and stuff and they do some different things with mechanics change it to open world maybe that will uh be 
maybe maybe it'll click better for me so um how about you do you have any interest in this no i mean I'm, i agree with you that it's a game that i want to like but i just don't um i've played a little bit of it and weirdly enough it's a game that i should like mm-hmm. i just for whatever reason it never really clicked with me on that level so we'll just have to see what it goes and what happens with that yeah that's probably that's probably one of those game series where i'd probably really enjoy watching a you know someone play play those games on youtube or something so that like they can do it for me and <laughs> i can kind of watch them mm-hmm. do it in a way and i can just sort of sit back and uh and enjoy the story i've i've tried that a few times with like bloodborne because like, i i kind of got into bloodborne but not completely fully so i kind of um have tried i think it was mars again who i, I tried to watch on youtube um and uh watched her play some of the game and stuff which was which is good sometimes games just work better that way for you to just watch somebody else kind of play i know that um certain couples and partners sort of do that like if one of them isn't quite so into the game but has the interest to sort of see what it's about uh the other partner will maybe play it and then the other one will watch or something so yeah sometimes that can just work better in in some cases for for certain games so um so yeah but uh all right uh what else do you want to talk about today uh, well, for those people that do have a PS5 and are looking for something to do with it, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV Open Beta is now available to download. Uh, the awesome MMO, as it's described on Push Square's website, is offering a free open beta that absolutely anyone can take part of ahead of its native release on Sony's uh, console. Uh, this is a 38-gig download, and UK and EU readers... Um, can go to different website links through the store to click on that. Uh, the open beta will stick around until the PS5 version of Final Fantasy XIV Online officially releases, which there is not a release date for it. So it's basically an indefinite beta to try to get you into the game. Uh, the game uh, taglines and you know buzz speak talk about speedy load times, native 4K, 60 frames, 3D audio, and support for haptic feedback through the DualSense controllers. Um, there is on uh, Push Square's website about 15 minutes of gameplay footage. So if you're not that familiar with it, you can take a look and see what's going on. I haven't really been much into the uh, Final Fantasy franchise myself, but I know some people love it. And the fact that you get essentially an unlimited beta for a game that is coming out, but they don't know when, that's definitely something to use your machine for. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I tried some of the um, 7 remake. Didn't quite click for me. Uh, tried some of 15, which I actually didn't like. It that that wasn't the case of it not clicking for me. I just didn't like 15. Uh, that was with the sort of emo-ish characters, wasn't it? Like the the teenage boys and that. So uh, I think that was that one. Um, so this is the beta for 14. You said isn't 16 in development? Well, or is it's it, or is uh, it XIV. It's XIV. So that's 14. Okay. Is it? Yeah. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I just because I remember last time we saw the new. Final Fantasy game announced um, when they had that like cool gameplay showcase. I think it was at one of Sony's showcases. I'm sure it was for uh, the new 16. I I remember what one of them is an online game. That was I think that's either 13 or 14. So that might be what this is what this is for because uh, I think people still played that. So but anyway, if you've got the interest for Final Fantasy, um, then uh, go and try this on your on your PS5. So. Uh, there's that, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I I've been suggested to try uh, 
I think it was Final Fantasy X as well, and uh, Final Fantasy. I think it was te- like there's like ten and ten two, and then there's eleven or something. So, but ten's the the other one I've been recommended to play. So, uh, what's your history with uh, Final Fantasy? Uh, going back to the original games, actually, um, back in the old NES days, mm. I played the first couple three. Um, they kind of went in different names and different orders here in the U.S. Because I know what was released as Final Fantasy three here in the U.S. is was Final Fantasy six in Japan. So there's different variations of that. So I played what I could. Um, I'm one of the few people that never really cared that much about Seven. I'm not going to crap on people that loved it because if you love it, you love it. Um, it just never really clicked with me. I didn't really find the story all that engaging. So, uh, but I know some people just like swear by it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, I think my sister's a fan of 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 those games. I think she probably played Seven and uh, most of the others as well. So, there you go. Uh, anything else that you had to talk about? Uh, no, that's all I had to talk about today. Cool. Uh, we do have one other email which uh, you addressed earlier. Um, Taylor simply said, have either of you played Outsiders? And you did say that you'd uh, tried some of it out. Um, I did get the demo. This is going back uh, maybe a couple of months. <laughs> uh, I got the demo uh, when that came out. I played it for about five minutes then something came up and I had to sort of stop. I can't remember what exactly it was. Uh, and then I never, I never went back to it. It it didn't really. It, there's nothing about it, and from what I've seen, that's really struck me as like, oh, I need to try this out right now. Um, I have a bit of a feeling that this game won't stick around, or won't won't to sort of like keep a keep a player base. That's that's just my guess. It might it might work out pretty well, but again, I just think. There's, there's not even just from a battle royale sense alone, because obviously there's tons of those games. Just from like live service multiplayer battle royale, you know that online space of games. There's just so many things, and uh, you know because you've got what COD, which is still doing really well. You got Destiny, which is still doing things. You've got Fortnite, obviously, which is still dominating things. Uh, you still got yeah. things like Fall Guys. You've got um, what's that other free to play game? Uh, Among Us is is still Fortnite. doing still doing something. Yeah, Fortnite, Among Us. There's there's loads of of games, that, and some of them are free. So some of them don't have. Some of these games don't have the competition for your wallet. They just have the competition for your time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, for Outriders, it's got like a hint of Destiny, a hint of uh, Division, Division Two, a hint of games like that. Um, they're not direct copies in any sense of the word in any kind of game mechanics to where mm-hmm. you could really equate them, but they've got kind of the same flavor. Yeah. Um, and they're not bad games. I mean, like I said before, my only issue with the game is really just the fact that the camera swings wildly around. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, with, with something like a camera issue though, that could really be a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Bubsy 3D. <laughs> that's a big problem. Because uh, if you, uh, to be honest, no matter how good a game is, if you can't see what you're doing in a game because the camera's gone to the corner of the room, then yeah. So <laughs> it's it's the same thing with these. I know it's a little bit different for a comparison, but same thing with all these like um, streaming uh, like XCloud and stuff. It's great like if you get a good selection of games and stuff, but if you can't connect to it, then it won't work. Same thing with camera issues. If you have a, you could have the best game in the world, 
like the most technically sound game or you know greatest story in in the world but if if you go if the game's got camera issues to where you can't control the camera then that could derail the experience um but i i with outriders this just sort of from what i've heard it's just sort of been like people have played it it's kind of doing all right but it hasn't like exploded from uh from what i've heard so we'll see but uh yeah there's just there's just a lot in the online space at the moment and uh things that are really dominating other games so uh the other email we had was harrison's which we talked about earlier the uh naughty dog and uh sony ben situation uh so that's what we got for you for this week uh, thank you all very much for listening. You can, of course, if you would like to write in, let me know how you feel about the games that you play or any other gaming news or anything related to Entertainment Talk. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So please feel free to get involved. Even if we agree or disagree with you, we're all here to have healthy discussion. Um, so... Uh, all we can do is agree or disagree. It's perfectly fine, and you can feel free to write in. I just want to just want to encourage people to write in. Feel like they actually can, and uh, that kind of thing. It's uh, it's perfectly fine to do so. So please write in Matthew at Entertainment Talk Twitter E Talk UK contact page information in your show notes get involved. Uh, if you like what you've heard and you want to listen to more of the things that we got, which there's plenty of. Uh, entertainmenttalk.org you can search for us on there uh, you can also search for us on podcast platforms entertainment talk find the itunes feed that you'd like to subscribe to and check that one out um, uh, for tv video games films and manchester United podcasts uh, to check out all of that if you'd like to support entertainment talk through other means as well uh, patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcasts and review options uh, you can also just use word of mouth you can also tell people that you know to check out our content and that kind of thing uh, social media facebook twitter facebook groups whatever you'd like to use you can use that as well so keep that in mind uh david is running geek town geek town credit uk and geek town radio you can check out geek town radio episodes on tuesdays there is a new episode available today to be listened to so check that one out geek town credit uk and geek town radio check all that out Bex streams daily, pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. Lots of cool, fun, interesting streams. She does charity work uh, sometimes as well, which is cool. So uh, go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, UK, for all those streams. And uh, if you miss the archives, uh, they will be put onto YouTube. Entertainment Talk plays on YouTube. And eventually I will start putting some of those on the website as well so thanks for checking all that out uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye